Hey, this is Heath Padgett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast, episode 134. The RV Entrepreneur is a weekly podcast for nomadic entrepreneurs, and on today's episode, I'm excited because I'm actually getting to interview my interviewee in the RV, which has only happened actually a few times on the podcast. We've been caravanning around New Zealand with our friends Jed and Michelle, and today we're going to talk about how to save money on long-term travel, not just niche to RVing, and actually... It's not about RVing at all. It's about seeing the world and traveling the world because that's kind of becoming more of our world at this point. We're here in New Zealand. We want to go travel through Europe. And a lot of our friends who travel in RVs and just catch the travel bug, it's not just about seeing the U.S. It's it's about seeing the world. And so that's what we're talking about on today's episode. When Michelle and Jed first started out traveling long term, they had almost no income. They just finished a stint in the Peace Corps for two years in Jamaica doing volunteer work, and they were building their freelance business from scratch. They had to figure out how to stay afloat while also wanting to still explore the world. So what did they do? They did not pay for rent or hotels for a year. And no, they did not become bums. They traveled to Canada, France, Switzerland, Jamaica, and Ecuador by getting creative with their accommodations. And they found out that by keeping their expenses low went hand-in-hand with having more meaningful long-term local experiences. Today, they still continue to use a hodgepodge of different strategies to save money on travel. These are not things that you'll find in the budget travel guidebooks. Michelle told me that the budget hotel sections and travel books is usually way too expensive for them, and they weren't interested in cheap-slash-sketchy dorm-style hostels. They have a completely different way of travel, an unconventional way, a way that not only saves money but also gives a richer experience. In today's test drive, they share how they've been able to travel on very little money while still having crazy, meaningful experiences abroad and everywhere they visit. All right, let's get into today's show with Jed and Michelle. All right, we're currently hanging out with our friends Jed and Michelle in New Zealand in our camper van. We're both caravanning slash camper vanning across New Zealand. And you guys quit your jobs in 2011, joined the Peace Corps for two years, and then we met you guys in 2014 at World Domination Summit. And since then, you guys have traveled all over the world, lots of different countries. You handle social media for various clients. You also help put on WDS, which is a huge, amazing event. It's like one of the only events Alyssa and I go to every single year. And you do a lot of really cool things, but I want to talk to you all today specifically about something that we've never talked about on the podcast, which is just alternative travel options and how to make it more affordable if you want to do either long-term or short-term travel abroad. And I know that's kind of like y'all's niche. When we think about you guys, it's like Jed and Michelle, they do like house-sitting and they do work swaps and things like that. So anyway, thank you guys for being on the podcast. Thanks, Heath. We're excited. Yeah, this is amazing. Uh, <laughs> like I was saying, it feels like a dream come true because usually we're listening to you on the other end and this is kind of neat to be here. So, And it's just been fun to travel around New Zealand with you. Yeah, we've been having an awesome time in New Zealand. Uh, it's it's kind of, this is a subject that we've never talked about because everything is like RV related on the podcast. So it's like, it's not about being in, a, this is not about RVing, but as we're thinking more about how we can make international travel and go see different countries. I know a lot of people who RV, they want to either go on a boat or they want to see different countries. So I thought it'd be cool to just maybe give a little bit of a high level like overview because this is a test drive and they're supposed to be, you know, kind of short. Uh, just talk about what is y'all's whole travel philosophy as it relates to like how to find affordable long-term lodging when you guys go travel. What does that look like? Yeah, I think, um, 
it's a lot like our other life decisions. We base them on our values, and some of our core values are simplicity and intentionality. And so we've used that as well as the need to save money so that we can travel longer to kind of do different strategies with accommodations. And for us, that has meant house-sitting, Um, help exchange, work exchanges, um, both official and unofficial ways to do that, using Airbnb long-term, and also a few Airbnb hacks, and also, what am I leaving out? No, I think those are... Homestays. Oh, okay, yeah, homestays. Yeah, Yeah, so what's like an example of this? Because there's work camping in the RV community, so people go and like work at a campground or a park or do various activities, and so they get free lot. So it's very similar, but for abroad... And it can be kind of intimidating if, like, you've never traveled to different countries to say, like, I'm going to go work there. So, like, how did you guys fall into this type of travel style, if that makes sense? I think it started out of necessity because we were coming out of Peace Corps. We had very little income to just start building our business. And so we committed ourselves for the first nine months to basically not spend money on rent or hotel And the first few things that we did were house-sitting. We used our personal networks to just reach out and say, hey, we need places to stay, we can pet-sit, we can take care of your home. Um, We did a similar thing abroad, and we also signed up for a platform called Help Exchange, um, which is very similar to work camping, but there's hosts all over the world in all different types. And... The first one we did was actually at a chateau in France. We stayed for two weeks, didn't spend a cent, and helped with their gardening, painting. Uh, I gave tours to people coming to an event at their chateau. Because you speak French. It was a great Yeah, and just saying that it was a chateau makes it sound like super fancy. I'm imagining just it like... It was gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was one of those fairy tale sort of like castle kind of I places. mean, if you were going to pay for lodging like that in France, how expensive do you think it would have been like a night? Um, oh. I think Lois would probably be $200 a night. Yeah, yeah. I think his, his, he rented places out or rooms in his chateau for like 200 a night. Yeah. Yeah. And so you found this on, what was the name of the website? Helpexchange.net. So you just reached out to them and were like, hey, we want to come over. How does it work? So they list out or did you, how does it, how does it all work? Help Exchange um, and WorkAway are very similar as well as Woof you may have heard of. They all kind of work the same. So you can see the different hosts and each host will have a description of what they're looking for, what they're offering. You can browse those without being a member, but once you want to contact a host, you need to pay a one-time membership fee. I think with Help Exchange, it's only like $20 or 20 euros for two years. Um, And then you can start basically messaging hosts and say, these are the dates we're looking for, this is what we can offer you, and you kind of work it out from there. Yeah, totally. Uh, going back real fast, I just wanted to say that one thing Michelle mentioned was how we got started, which was we heard, well, we were telling people that were interested in, you know, pet sitting and house sitting, those kind of things. But a lot of this had come from being part of the WDS community, you know, hearing about people who were doing these kind of unconventional accommodation or like, you know, different creative ways to find budget accommodations abroad. Like there is a lot of information online and people who are doing it and also just personal connections. So we didn't start this at all. I mean, this already existed and people helped us learn about these uh, different options. Yeah. I think one of the coolest things about that type of philosophy is like you guys are really lowering your bottom line. So in this phase, you, you get out of the Peace Corps, you guys were in Jamaica for two years 
and you're still trying to figure out how do we sustain this idea of being able to travel full time and go experience really cool places and meet people in different cultures. And so essentially by having free lodging, uh, you know, you guys can start building up your income stream. So how did you guys uh, kind of interweaved into that conversation? How did you leverage these type of free lodging? So you basically have no expenses when you go do gigs like this. Mm -hmm. How did you start actually building up income streams? Because you don't have expenses. So how did you start that part of that process? Um, well, our business is freelance, and we, as most people do, found most of our clients through word of mouth. So our first one was a nonprofit that we met in Jamaica, and they needed social media help. So I just started a monthly contract ongoing with them. Um, while we were in France at that chateau, we were project managing a restaurant rebrand for some friends. And so little by little, we found clients through our personal networks. Almost all of them have stuck around, and so we've kind of, you know, built up on top of that. Yeah, totally. So of all of the house-sitting, pet-sitting, what have, what has kind of been y'all's go-to best way to have to save money on long-term travel? Like, if there was a go-to for what you would like to be doing, what would that be? Actually, I have a scratch that. I have a better question. What has been the most meaningful experience that you guys have had in this type of situation, like where you go for a house swap or work exchange? Ooh, I don't Not- know if it's one meaningful experience because I think each one has a different, uh, gives something different to us. So for example, like when we pet sit, I know this is gonna sound silly, but like I love animals, but when we pet sit, it's an opportunity to like hang out with pets and that's, but we don't own pets. So that's kind of cool, like as we travel. Um, when we do a homestay experience, I love the cross-cultural um, exchange that happens. Um, so when we did a homestay in Vietnam, they often have us over for dinner or like will be willing to teach us how to cook a certain Vietnamese dish or something, um, or even show us their hometowns and villages. And so there's that really great exchange that's happening there. And we try to help with things like learning English or maybe using some of our freelance skills to help them with their business. Um, so that exchange is happening. Um, so that's meaningful. So yeah, in each experience that we, we do, there's more value in just the bottom line. It's actually helping us as travelers and people be transformed. Um, and it, you know, it goes along with our values as well. So. I mean, what's the difference between going to stay in an air? Like why should somebody, instead of like staying in an Airbnb for a couple of weeks, go mm-hmm. do something like this? Well, we like to do a mix of things. So it really depends on what your needs are for that time. Sometimes a month long stay in an Airbnb is perfect and easy and, and great. But if you don't have a personal connection in a new place, it's really hard to get um, a full, rich experience. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times you can get an experience that's similar to you know having your own place with if you're house sitting, or having a nice bedroom um, and meals if you're doing a help exchange or a homestay. But you have that personal connection, someone that is telling you about the culture, um, telling you, you know, all the best places to explore. Um, and just a lot of times they'll become lifelong friends. And so that's what's really been enriching with travel. Yeah, like we're not just going to a place and then like trying to get whatever we want from the experience. It's like we're we're really like engaging with, we want to live like locals. We want to know as much about a place as, as possible and to have a really authentic experience. And the only way to do that is to really like have someone from that country or that city or that area like show you around and like teach you. And so we're willing to learn. And I think like there's a lot of people who go to hotels or maybe more conventional or traditional experiences 
And they're not interested in that. They just want to relax and get away. And that's totally fine. That's just not the kind of travel that we're interested in or that we care about. Um, we just really care about uh, having more meaningful experiences as we travel. Yeah. So if what have, what have been some of the best websites and resources for finding these types of uh, gigs along the way? Best websites? Um, we use Help Exchange personally, but again, I said Workaway is very similar. We know plenty of people that also love that. Mm-hmm. For house sitting, a lot of it we do through our personal network, but when we're looking for specific locations, I personally like house carers. Um, housecares.com, I believe. Housecares.com. And when you say your personal network, you guys kind of just put feelers out there on social media and say, hey, guys, we're going to be traveling um, in this region or things like that. If anybody has any house sitting needs or pet sitting needs, you know, let us know. Yeah, more or less. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, uh, we send out a monthly newsletter to our family and friends. And so every time that we know that we are going to be back in town in in the States and like need a pet sitting or house sitting uh, opportunity, we just let people know, and so that's on their minds. Yeah, it's a convenient value because you guys are trusted, your friends mm-hmm. or family, and you know it's expensive to go find somebody to pets it. And we found those are the best experiences uh, overall in general, just to have a personal connection to someone uh, versus like going to somebody that you don't really know. I mean, we would do that, but it's still the best opportunity is to be through a personal connection. Yeah. yeah. What would have been, I guess, y'all's personal best quote unquote finds, like the best gigs, if you can think, cause you guys have been at this a few years now. So like what, if you could kind of nail down like one of the coolest scenarios, what would that be? Wow. Um, I'd say Tuscany and Hoi An. Yeah. So we did a help exchange in Tuscany through a personal connection. So one of our good friends, uh, I guess through the world domination summit community, um, she and her her partner had lived with this woman who teaches cooking classes out of her home. And so she has hosted help exchangers for, you know, over 20 years or something like that. And so we went there and lived with her for over a month, um, helping with her cooking classes in exchange for a room and board. Um, and so, yeah, that was just an awesome experience uh, all around. Hoi An? Yeah, Hoi An, I actually found through Airbnb. Um, they had mentioned some cross-cultural exchange, which is a little unusual for a host to talk about in their description. So that sounded interesting to me. And their photos on Airbnb weren't very good, but their reviews were awesome. And so when I messaged them, I said something like, hey, we want to come. Can you give us a discount on the room if we give you new photos of your rooms to put on Airbnb? And they were happy to do that. We stayed there two weeks. They were awesome. Breakfast is included. Bicycles are included. Internet. The room is like a hotel, but they live downstairs. And they're super friendly. They taught us how to speak um, Vietnamese numbers and all those things. (laughs) And we just loved them. It was only like $18 a night, I believe. And so when we went back to Hoi An this year, we knew we wanted to stay longer. We stayed for about six weeks with them. And they gave us... Uh, $350 a month for rent, wow. and that includes breakfast and all those things. Yeah, and, and you can't find, like, an equivalent anywhere else. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, we were talking about what it's like to camper van and RV here in New Zealand, right? It's just, yeah. It's, I mean, we've already spent $350 on groceries, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit more expensive here. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. And I would say the other one that I really love is we have a a dog sitting um, opportunity that we do every year where we have this relationship with them and they trust us so much 
that they will actually build their vacation schedules around our schedule. So they want to know when we are in town in order for us to, to watch their dog, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. And one of the things I love about the whole idea of doing help exchanges or work exchanges or dog sitting is that I found out during Hourly America, one of my favorite things is like, I loved rolling into towns and getting to work with the people because it's one thing to just show up and go do the touristy stuff, but actually getting to work with people. You get to know them, you get to know the culture a little bit better. And that was in America. And so I imagine it in different places, it's like a way more meaningful style of travel. Because I honestly always thought like this style of travel is more just for cheap, like you said. Or I'm sorry, like we talked about before the podcast, you're like, we try not to use the word cheap because that implies like not as good value. And that's not what this is about. Yeah, we've really found that like these specific budget strategies that we're using give us more value because not only are they saving us money, they're also giving us a richer experience. Yeah. Yeah. How can you put a price tag on someone who's showing you around Tuscany and teaching you like the local history and showing you what food to eat and how, you know, the best gelato shops. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like how can you, uh, uh, yeah, that experience you, you wouldn't be able to find on your own. I, I think of our time here in New Zealand, how many times you and I have had this conversation of why is this like this? <laughs> Why is the water so blue? Yeah, Why are there you, so many penguins here? How do you pronounce this, right? And if we were traveling with someone local, or if we were staying with someone local, they would want to share that with you. Hmm. And your experience would be so much more valuable because of that. So I think that that's, that's what's missing. And, and that's why we love the kind of travel that we do. I love that. So you, you, I know, Michelle, you've been working on a book that's going to be coming out around the time of this podcast, around this idea of unconventional travel and how you can do it affordably and have these more meaningful experiences. So can you tell me just a little bit about the book? Yeah, I'm basically trying to put together all the things that we've learned and the strategies that we've honed so that other people don't have to go through the trial and error stage with a lot of these newer platforms and kind of unconventional creative solutions. Um, so it does include a lot of case studies. Some of them we've already mentioned and go in more depth, as well as some stories from our fellow travelers about house sitting, help exchanges, homestays. What else? Airbnb hacks. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And just other ways to save money on accommodations, basically. Because that seems to be a barrier for a lot of people is is money. I mean, we... Yeah, of course. Yeah. So we want to be able to sustain travel for longer. We want to, you know, help our bottom line. We get it. And, and yeah, we just want to share that with other people. Yeah. And you add that to just kind of that fear barrier of going international and just saying, like, well, it's going to be expensive. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to go experience it. So I love it. I'll make sure to link up to your book in the show notes. Thank you guys so much for being on the podcast. Thanks, Heath. Thanks for having us, Heath. Hey, guys, thank you so much for tuning in to that test drive that was a little bit longer than 10 minutes with Jed and Michelle. Uh, Michelle is releasing her book this weekend for free, actually. It's an intentional traveler's guide to unconventional budget accommodations, which will be available for free on April 30th and May 1st of 2018. So if you're listening to this right after it comes out, you can go pick up Michelle's book for free and dig into these topics a little bit more. And if you listen to this podcast episode after those dates, Still go pick up her book because it is awesome. She sent it to us and they've really been a wealth of information for Alyssa and I as we go look at traveling in different places and maybe hopping out of the RV a little bit and doing Airbnbs and just wanting to still have meaningful experiences while we go explore the world. So would highly recommend going to pick up Michelle's book and I will see you guys on the next episode of the RV Entrepreneur. 